is the Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Yes, good evening. Welcome along. My name is Vinny White. It's coming up to ten past nine already. Is that right? Yeah, I guess so. When we got going, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so without further ado, let me introduce myself. I'm Vinny White. This is the Vinny White Show. Yes, delivering more questionable information than a VW emissions test and... More spice than a block of, I don't know, bland mozzarella. It's the Vinnie White Show. Always put expectations down, and then the show will sound good, you see. It's going to be terrible. Uh, 416-872-1010 if you want to get involved on the telephone. And if you want to text, you can text 71010. And text your descriptions of the moon, please. Because I believe there's a... so. <laughs> I nearly said solar eclipse. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I caught myself. There's a super duper moon. What's it called, Elliot? I thought it's like a blood moon. Why is it called that? Because uh, I think it's red like blood. Uh, um, so text us and let us know what it looks like. I'm going to get I would rather, you know, the better the description, the more chance it's going to be read out. If you say, looks a bit cloudy can't see it properly, it looks like a regular moon, I might leave it. So try and spice it up, even if it's not true. You know, use some poetry. Say it's deep crimson and like a pumpkin spiced latte high hung in the air. It has a certain menace to it, characteristics of perhaps a horror. I feel subdued and sullen and my visceral reaction is fear. You know, something like that. Better than a bit cloudy. Hard to see. Um, we will be discussing on this radio show, which lasts nearly a whole hour, Pope Francis, groovy Pope, Pope on a rope. Everyone loves him. Um, we're going to talk about what he's been doing and what he should have been doing, if you ask me. Controversial, perhaps. We will see. We can do that. We'll talk radio. Um, we will also be talking about uh, five bizarre lessons this week were leaked uh, to be uh, that appear in Indian textbooks, including that you should never trust a meat eater and uh, donkeys are better than wives. So it's good to know that the education system in India is going well and uh, we'll talk about whatever else popped up in the news, really. Um, we'll start, though, with uh, Pope McPoperson, um, who's uh, Pope Francis. Uh, he, he gently scolded... Congress, didn't he, on a variety of issues this week, from immigration to foreign policy. But one unexpected topic, the weapons sales that fuel armed conflicts around the world. He was actually quite blunt on that for a pope. Um, he was speaking about his determination to minimise and in the long term to end the many armed conflicts throughout the world uh, when he got a chance to speak in Congress. Now, he actually was quite blunt. He said this, here we have to ask ourselves... Why are deadly weapons being sold to those who plan to inflict untold suffering on individual, individuals and society? Sadly, the answer, as we all know, is simply for money. Money that is drenched in blood, often innocent blood, in the face of the uh, shameful and culpable silence. It is our duty to confront the problem and to stop the arms trade. He said, in Congress, in the United States, biggest manufacturer of arms in the world, by far. So it's quite direct. It's not as direct as it could be. I like figures. And say what you like about the Pope. Groovy hat, cool dress, can't believe he's single. Um, but ultimately, I think 
you have to say, here's a man that's been given an opportunity. And the last one was bonkers and said crazy things. So this guy is... People listen in the States. You know what? They, they love a bit of religion down there. Have you seen the churches? They're mad for it. They release eagles to fly around the churches. Yeah, I didn't say they were very clever. And uh, I was just watching a YouTube video this week. It was one of those, you know, those mega churches. I think it was in Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, the, uh, the priest said, uh, so what we're going to do is uh, to celebrate freedom of goddamn America, we're going to um, release an eagle. And then so he released an eagle, which must have been a great idea until they thought, oh, what are we going to do once we've released it? Because I'll give them credit where credit's due. They love a big church down there and they love lots of space. But eagles don't like being cooped up even in a big space. So it flew around, uh, landed on someone, uh, started attacking them, then flew into a window. So lovely work there. He should just be a bit more direct, you know. He should be saying things with figures. Why do you spend so much money on war, would be a good question. You, America, yes, you, the people in this Congress that I am directly speaking to, you have the power. For the uh, 2011 fiscal year, the president's base budget on the Department of Defence and spending on overseas contingency operations, nice way of saying wars, combined to the sum of $664 billion. I'll say that again. In 2011, the US spent on war... $664 $664 billion. Ker-cha-cha-cha-cha-ching. Now, the average student, just by comparison, in the USA will graduate about twenty-six grand in the red. And um, I think one in ten graduates will accumulate more than $40,000 right, of debt by the time they've graduated. So, yeah, not a good sum. But I did, I did a quick bit of math on this. If... If you wanted to pay off every single dollar of student debt in the United States, all you'd have to do is spend that defence budget twice. So, in other words, if they drop to a zero defence budget, you could have enough money to pay off absolutely everyone's student debt, which has never been so high in the history of time, in two years. Now, I'm not saying you should do that. It's a bit dodgy when you just get rid of your defence budget entirely. But, I know, we could start by just dropping it a bit. And that's what you should say. So you should say, you know, that's what you spent then. How about we do, uh, I don't know, 500 billion next year. After that, 400 billion. Bring it down. If you don't, then he's got to put some threats in. I won't cruise around in my mobile. I will uh, be forced to do advertising for McDonald's on, on my garments. You know, there's things he could do. So I just think it should be more direct. And also... <clears throat> He didn't mention one thing that I would have mentioned if I was the Pope, and sometimes I think I am. Why didn't he say, um, also, uh, before I go, thanks thanks for putting me up. Great time here in Philadelphia. Love the city. Great music. Um, what are you doing with your guns? Are you idiots? What, do I, what the hell are you people doing with these idiotic gun laws or lack thereof? When I grew up in Argentina, people weren't shooting each other every few minutes. You can't carry assault rifles into movie theatres. The only people with guns are the Swiss Guard in the Vatican. And they don't go shooting each other every 20 minutes. More young Americans now die from guns than cars this year. That's 32,000 people per year killed by guns. He could have said that here in the States. He could have stood in Congress and said that. Last year, a nine-year-old girl accidentally killed an instructor with a machine gun. You people have got nine-year-olds with machine guns? 
I'm not coming back here till you sort that out. Sort that. The Pope should have said. Um, all right, let's find out what's going on with the blood moon. So far, uh, it's too cloudy. Is it? I can't see out the window here. What's it like out there, Elliot? I'm going to take a look. Hold on. Cheers, mate. One of the beautiful things about Elliot is he's a bald man. And um, by day, not that I see him often by day, the sheen produced from the reflection of the sun is quite astonishing. I feel like if we could pop him outside now, he'd have a glowing red head. It would be an event in itself. Think of the reflection on that blood moon. It would be, I'd be competing with the moon. You could stop traffic. It'd be great. And I, uh, I would put up a, uh, a pail of money. What, that would collect money. What did you look out the window? I couldn't see uh, anything but condo buildings. In-depth coverage of all lunar activity here on News Talk 1010 with Elliot and Vinny, two people that haven't been outside for ages, can't look out of a window clearly, and have no idea what's going on. Text in your thoughts on, is it the blood moon? Are you making that up? I swore I saw blood moon, and I believe Christian evangelicals are talking about how it's going to cause the apocalypse or something. Well, they always say that. And you know what they never say? They never say we were wrong. They never do it. Drives me insane. And it's, blind it's faith annoys me as well. Right, there was, you know the, the mosque this week? So there was, a, there was a number of mosque problems. Bad week to be in a mosque this week because you had the, the Hajj went on, of course, in Saudi Arabia. Where how many people died for that? Uh, is it a hundred and oh, I've lost it now? Sorry, all the in depth news just slightly later than everyone else. It's news talk 1010. Yeah, 753 Muslim pilgrims were killed this week when that mosque collapsed in Saudi Arabia. Sorry, that was when there was a stampede. There was a crane that collapsed into the mosque a few weeks before that killed 111. But uh, no one ever says, yeah, I'm thinking about this religion and I'm thinking I might knock it on the head. Because uh, if Allah loves me, I'm not sure why he keeps throwing cranes into mosques. But there you go. Uh, there was a fire, actually, in a mosque in London, my London, uh, not your London. Well, they're all our Londons, but the uh, London in England. There was a fire in the mosque this week. And I was really worried about it because every time you read that sort of thing, you think, oh, no, I hope it's not arson. Sounds like arson. Uh, it was a large fire that broke out in a mosque in South London yesterday. Uh, the blaze at the mosque in London, which describes itself as the largest mosque in Western Europe, was tackled by 70 firefighters. And I remember reading it thinking, oh, no, it's arson. I bet it's arson. Why can't we be more understanding of other people's ways, religions, beliefs, thought processes? Oh, arson is ruining everything for everyone. Uh, the London Fire Brigade said there was a fire contained to the uh, administration building of the mosque itself. Uh, it said the blaze was uh, under control by about 5.30. I was reading it thinking, oh, it's arson. I bet it's arson. Who is it? The National Front, the England Defence League, or a bunch of idiots. Uh, only a handful of worshippers were inside the mosque at the time when they were evacuated from the site. Uh, about 50% of the building's ground floor was damaged as well as part of the first floor of the section of the roof. Oh, fire crews were at the site in the evening, damping down and dealing with the aftermath of the blaze. Oh, I bet it was arson. I hope it wasn't arson. Tell me it wasn't arson. It goes on to say here, uh, we're working closely with the local community to ensure the damage control operations take full regard of the religious significance of the building's contents. I don't know what that means. Maybe halal water. And uh, uh, I've I read on thinking, oh, please, I hope it wasn't arson. Also, I've, I've got this weird sort of patriotic feeling about the United Kingdom as well because I was born and raised there. Whenever I read stories there and they're 
potential hate crimes, I feel almost guilty because by proxy and being an Englishman, I'm sort of disappointed whenever you hear about hate crimes and religious crimes because I always think, oh, I thought we were better than that. So I just, it made me really tense reading this, this whole thing. I was, oh, it's going to be arson. I can't believe it was arson. Who did this? Which arsonist was it? Do, they, do we have hillbillies in England? Oh, I don't know. Um, the mosque was manned by security staff and suggested the fire could have been caused by cooking preparations. Woohoo! Oh, relief. Um, so I was really over the moon. Uh, it's not arson. Bad cooking. Humanity is good. People are understanding. The world is great. And I celebrated with a beer. And uh, that was yesterday. Then today, I read that two boys aged 14 and 16 have been arrested on suspicion of arson. Bastards! So, very disappointed in that. Just let people do what they want to do. That, that's the ultimate message, isn't it? It really doesn't affect you, does it? So just don't worry about it. If it has a really direct impact on you, then perhaps you should start a dialogue and then go about things in a reasonable way. <sighs> Call me level-headed. But there you are. Uh, the national president uh, for the Muslim community in the UK said, by the grace of God, the mosque is safe and unaffected and there were no injuries and no loss of life. Odd that God decided that it was okay to fire to spread throughout the whole thing. Even odder that the same God allowed 753 Muslim pilgrims to be killed this week. Pilgrims ironically celebrating how great that God is and what a nasty bastard the devil is. Uh, no scientific evidence has ever been provided for the existence of any god or any devil or any tooth fairy or any unicorn, as far as I'm aware. Uh, but science is a waste of time, isn't it? Why, why get that in the way of things? Messy, stupid thing, that is. Isn't it time we all question whether there is a fella up there looking down on us, isn't it? I mean, come on. I think now we've got to that point, 2015. If he is looking down on us, he's definitely watching television at the same time. Also, the wonderful thing I always think, there's a peculiar irony about religions in that if you are religious and you believe in a God, you don't believe in about the other, what are there, 750 other gods. So even actually if you're religious, you're almost an atheist. It's the weirdest perplexual paradox. Richard Dawkins has made that exact point. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where I got it. I read The God Delusion. Where they do, um, it's, there's, in that God delusion, there's lots of clinical trials, I use inverted commas, which work very well on the radio, um, to define the existence of God. Lots of scientific trials. And uh, you're not going to believe this. Conclusionless. I know. I know. At the risk of being diabolically deep for this usually trivial show, do you believe in a God, Elliot? I would, I've called myself an apatheist. I actually find the whole question kind of boring. Um, <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. Apatheist as in apathy. Yeah, apathy, yeah. Um, it, which it's more fairly a, a form of agnosticism. I think it's all kind of beyond us. I guess that's the best way to put it there. And there is tonight's reflection on religion. It's frankly all a bit dull. Your thoughts on 71010. Actually, your thoughts so far on the um, description of the moon... The moon has just poked through the clouds, still white. Might have a chance to see it. Will in Richmond Hill. Uh, someone else says, uh, major lack of moon activity here. And uh, someone else says, can't see the moon for love nor money in my basement. I wonder why. And that's very much a reflection on the intelligence of our listeners. Actually, I love our listeners deeply, and I love hearing from you. Do text in 71010 with your moon accounts. I can't see it. Elliot can't see it. So can you describe the moon? 
and uh, all its hopeful infinite glory. Four one six eight seven two ten ten. In a minute, I'm going to talk newsy poos with Amanda Capido, our resident news guru, and find out just what the blooming heck is going on in this here city. This is the Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening, you're listening to the Vinnie White Show and it's time for our regular, irregular feature. It's regular because it happens every week and it's irregular because you never know what's going to happen. So, (laughs) (laughs) see what I did? That's great. Um, It's Amanda Capito with our section that I'm now going to call Newsy Poos, where we catch up on what's going on here in Toronto, the hub of the universe, undoubtable fact. Agreed. Do you know, I used to live in Ottawa and um, a lot of people don't like Toronto. Yes, I know. I'm very well aware of that. (laughs) And they say, because you guys think you're like the biggest and the best. Yeah, we are. (laughs) (laughs) Deal with it. And I mean, we don't think we're the best, but we are the biggest. Come on. We are the biggest and we are the best when it comes to... Hang on now. See, I'm going to take this back because we've got a significant lack of natural beauty. Vancouver will win. Uh, but we are the best in restaurants. We're very robust. Yeah. I feel like I went into this with a real assertion and arrogance. And the more I think about it, the more I don't <laughs> think we are the best, actually. <laughs> but we're pretty good. Are you proving everyone right? Is that what that was right I th- there? I think the slogan should be, Toronto, it's definitely better than Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's that's a fact. Um, sorry if you're listening in Ottawa, but I gave you six years. It was all right. It was just a bit dull. Um, so let's get on with this feature because this intro has been ridiculously long. <laughs> anyway, we're di- downtown, live in the heart of the universe, Toronto, and um, I've been a little bit um, away from things this weekend, so I genuinely don't know what's going on. So that's why you're here. What's happening in the news? Well, this weekend, the big talk of the town was the Jays. Mm. Of course, we've clinched a playoff spot. We swept the series against the Rays. It was our final home series during the regular season, right. so that was the big one. What buzz. exactly are the Jays? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> As if you haven't seen 100 people walking down the streets because everyone's rocking Jays gear now. I don't yeah. know if you noticed. Everyone's been buying, and they just released a whole new line saying postseason ball caps and stuff. It's all a whole new postseason. If you story. want to make some money, go and forge that stuff there and knock go. it out. <laughs> you could make a killing on that, couldn't you? People are eating it up. They love it. Just but- stick some hologram on it and people believe it's real. Especially the bandwagon jumpers. They don't know. Yeah, exactly. They don't know the difference. If you don't know what we're talking about, the Blue Jays. I love doing sport because I'm so rubbish at it, but let's try. (laughs) The Blue Jays have been doing really well this season. Is it season? Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're a baseball team here in Toronto. And um, usually, I mean, they're always better than the hockey team, which is laughable. But But that's arguable, too, because the Jays have not made the playoffs since 1993. Yeah, but that's pretty hurting. The Maple Leafs haven't looked at the playoffs. Well, I really no, they they have. When? Two years ago. And so this is why I don't do sport. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I'm a real big Jays fan. I'm a, I'm a big Jays fan, but I'm also a really big Leafs fan. Yeah. And then people would argue the last time we made the playoffs, it was a half season because of the because of the lockout. La la la. Anyway, let's right. not even get into well, it. Well, we can both agree is they're doing very 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 well indeed. And that Toronto needs this as a whole for our sports community. We need this. Yes. So yes, I will agree to that. There we go. Um now in the actual news, yes. I well, can't this believe was this was news. It's but... not news, it's sport. <laughs> this is what annoys me about Canada and North America. You get headline news that's sport. Since when is sport news? But is it what define news? Define news for me. For me, yeah. I would suggest that it's things that have a critical 
impact, don't you dare say that sports do, on people's lives here and abroad, and it's designed to educate and inform. But critical impact, that's like half the news... It's not critical. Not a lot of things are critical, though. No, a lot of news is crap. A lot of it's magazine articles. No, because it's it's a matter of who you ask. Someone might say something's critical to them and to someone else. If someone has a million dollars riding on the Jays, then maybe this is critical to but them. But sport's got its own title. It's called sport. So why don't we just but put But it falls within in... news. Does falls it? Within. Does I it? include Not sports there's in a my shooting. newscast. If there's a shooting in the stadium. But why does. does news always have to be bad or something about death? It All right, be... then if someone proposes by running across the pitch and then naked and someone else is there, which would be very good news, but it is news, whereas sports. Sports are predictable in the sense they're always going to happen. But... So if we always... it's so much to talk about in the world, particularly this week, what with the refugee crisis and the Mecca um, stampede. And all of that was bunched behind sport. Doesn't matter. The Syrian refugees have been brought to the forefront significantly more than normally and I would argue... So they've had their time now so now we can talk about No, I would say that... No, I'm saying that it's not like we've forgotten about them. We're doing ongoing coverage of that. It's not like we've just... But the Jays is a big deal and that's what people are talking about. We put in in our newscast, we try to think what do people care about and what are people talking about? What's happening in the city? If people walked out and saw a million people wearing Jays gear and they don't understand what's going on, it is important for them to know there's road closures because of it. If your philosophy is to follow what people are talking about then why don't we just talk about Britney Spears and the, the latest haircuts? Well, that's why there is Entertainment Tonight and eTalk. Yeah, and there they've got people... titles, entertainment, and they come at the end of the news or on their own channel. Sport should be left as sport. So there's ni- there's nitty-gritty sports, which is why we have TSN, our part of our Bell Media family. A fantastic but we also station. Yes, but once the sports starts taking over and bleeding, like it's a lot of people are talking about it. This is not just nitty-gritty no. stats. This is like... You're noticing it on the streets? No. I think the average person does care. Anyway, this conversation's... No, because... Let me let me argue against that. Okay. If, if again, if you're just following the, what you think people are talking about and removing yourself from the media... It's like when the media say, there's been a lot of news in the media. You are the media. We yep. are the media. Yeah. We have the power and control... I do try to, to remove myself, though. Yeah. In what sense? That I, even though I may care about Britney Spears, I'm never putting her in my newscast unless she dies. <laughs> <laughs> right? This just just breaking Britney Spears <laughs> hit the bucket. But that's my judgment where even though I would typically follow that and maybe watch entertainment tonight, I wouldn't make my whole newscast about her or who she's getting married to next, but unless something really big happened that, you know what, people, you know, it's 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 going to people are going to talk about it, then I'm going to put it into my newscast. And that's my job is try to have be as unbiased as possible, remove myself and try to look at the whole picture, what's happening everywhere mm. and what do people care about? How does it affect people? It's a tough job. I'm not it's saying I'm perfect. Incredibly tough job. But and, I would just argue that Jays. I'm giving Jays updates because lots people care significantly more now than they did in the last ten years about, this, great. about the Jays. And that's great. And we should do that because we are, despite the fact we're not a sports station, we should definitely cover it. I don't. Yeah. I was never making the argument. Which okay. We should just delete it. No, but, but it's it, a, a it, quick mention. It's worth it. I it think. irritates me that they've got their own pages on the on the back of newspapers, sports, and then all of a sudden when a big event happens, suddenly they take the front page. No. Stay at the back because it's still sport, even if it's a successful win for a local team. I I disagree, but let's agree to disagree. That was the first time Amanda and I have ever had an argument. And what you don't know is, all the way through it, I was whipping her with a large leather whip. <laughs> I like the fact that our first argument was on air, ah. and I didn't I didn't call, I didn't swear. But my God, when these mics go off. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm going. Oh no! You'll oh never, no! If Amanda never appears on this section, you know why. <laughs> nah, I think you're wonderful, and it's a very entertaining argument. And I should suspect, being that Britain, where I grew up, has a very different format and thought to news, and North America, it's perfectly acceptable in most news uh, to bleed as you say sports into it i would imagine a lot of people totally agree with you because it's what they grew up with i did not grow up with this right if the bit if there was a even if with the exception of england winning the world cup which would be news in the sense that there would be news around it i.e road closures etc but that's happening right now with the jays there's crazy traffic getting out of the city all day today because the jays had a sold out Roger Center. See, I see your point. That is news, isn't it? I know. That's what I'm saying. So people are seeing tons of people all over the street, drivers, pedestrians. It's crazy downtown. Yeah. People were lining up outside the Roger Center hours before the game started. Yeah. So people are, what's happening? What the heck? People live who live in that area can't even get out or get access their cars maybe. Like, it's, yeah. it's a little crazy. Fair enough. Okay. So oh. I win? Uh, hang on, <laughs> it's not as black and white like that. I, no, I get what you're saying. Though, I have come over to your way of thinking. Yeah. I accept that there is news around it. It irritates me that it takes the place of very important international news articles on such a regular basis in North America. That is my stance. Okay, that's fair. And with that, shall we move on to the bloody news? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? I wasn't going to give you any international updates. I hope that's okay. I was going to talk local politics. I would like to know local politics because this week, I believe, Mr. Tory, our mayor here, is having a, 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 a dialogue about with the City Hall about various things. Yes. Is that right? Okay, that's a very vague and general statement, yeah. <laughs> but you were great in, in that you didn't say any falsities. Yes, that's true. So... Um, John Tory was on News Talk 1010 today with Mark Tuohy to talk about the upcoming city council meeting that's happening on Wednesday. There's a slew of things on the agenda, but uh, we just wanted to get to the heart of what he thought was going to be the most meaty. Two big topics he said that he's expecting to spark debate, one of them being the taxi drivers and Uber you know, tensions that have been, yes. that have been running rampant in this city. Um, he wants to impose some regulations on Uber drivers and possibly shift some regulations away from taxis in order to level the playing field. Yeah, I understand that, yeah. And so that will be a conversation that will be happening. And in his mind, he's just trying to create equality, which is what he told Mark Tui today. How is he going to do that? We don't know just yet. Mm. But in the end of the day, people just want to get from point A to point B faster. Yes. And as cheap and as affordable as possible. And they also, due to that recent issue, want to make sure that even if they're going a few blocks, they're going to be looked after, protected and picked up by a regular cabbie, not fishing for the highest possible fare at a ridiculous time of the night and leaving vulnerable people isolated. Exactly. So he just wants to ensure that service is still provided and things change with technology. And this conversation, they dove into this part of the conversation, and so they have to adapt yeah. accordingly. Which is a very forward-thinking view. He always yeah. said this from the beginning of the argument, from the beginning of it. And one thing he said, which I think we can all agree with, is Uber's not going away. Yeah, it's here to stay. We uh, have to embrace it and make accommodations accordingly. Are you? Do you ever use it? I haven't. I haven't used it yet, except when I did the little. I don't know if you saw our our series that we did at News Talk. Was 10 that 10. you? It was myself and Justine Lovkovich. Oh, the undercover Ubers. The, yes. So oh, I wow. was I was a driver the only time I used it. Well, I'll tell you what, you must be bloody undercover because even though <laughs> I didn't know it was you and I worked with you. <laughs> Who else oh are God. you? Are you Mark Tilly? <laughs> I knew it. 
I've always seen that beard. <laughs> the beauty of radio, you never know. Um, okay, so what happened during that exercise? Well, that was it was interesting just to see how it worked, how the pricing was, and what people's reaction were. We in, did some interviews, so that Justine was actually the one driving. I was recording and uh, doing some interviews with the people that hopped in our car. Yeah. And so typically a lot of the females that we picked up said that they would never use it alone, but all of them that we picked up had someone with them. A friend with Did them. you come clean and tell them that you were... Oh, right off the bat. Yeah. First off, there's two females in a car, mm. which typically when there's an Uber driver at work, they don't have... There's only one of them in the car. Yeah. And typically, a lot of them are male. So it was odd for yeah. two girls to be like, hi, get in. So, yeah. and, and we had microphones and If that cameras. was typical, I would definitely be using <laughs> oh, I bet you would. Two chicks, any time of night, back of the net, he said, with mild sexism. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we definitely disclosed and then we got to, to talk to some people about the way they use it and any of the and concerns that they may or may not have with the service. Right, okay. Yeah, so it was very interesting. And it was interesting how easy it was for Justine to register as a driver. In a matter of two weeks, she was she was on the road working. Which is possibly one of the questions, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. I mean, is that, there's no background check. Well, they say there is, but then it's within two weeks, It's we don't know if it actually was ever done. One thing I do like about Uber, because I've been in Uber that other people have paid for. That's how I like to live my life. Right. And I've, um, <laughs> I've noticed that they're extraordinarily polite because, of course, they all get marked on That's each it. journey. Should yes. you wish to get out and say, this guy was rubbish, he took me the wrong way, he was using his phone, you know, that's all recorded. So... It's, it's a good way of cracking the whip and making sure people are, are good. And I wonder if that technology should come over to the taxi side. I think so. Definitely. I was in a cab a couple of years ago, and um, it's a really weird racist chant. There was the, the dude that was driving me was um, either Indian or Pakistani, and someone cut him up, not too bad, and he shouted out the window a word that I can't actually say on radio unless I want to get fired. Um, he said, don't ever cut me up like that again, you N-word. And then said, typical, and looked at me, an immigrant, and went, it's always the bloody immigrants. I'm like, hang on, I'm an immigrant. Oh, my god! You're an immigrant. The guy you cut you off is an immigrant. And most people in Toronto are immigrants. So <laughs> so not a very nice uh, ride that was. And literally any Torontonian you talk to, you're going to hear, everyone has a horror story about what happened to them when they were in a cab. Yes. Every person. That's it's so sad. True. Yeah. So hopefully things can change. What else is on the agenda during the City Hall meeting? Yes. there's uh, The other hot topic he said would be the repairs to the Gardner Expressway. And so John Tory is wanting to contract the repairs out, the management of the project mm. to private sector because he claims that it will be complete six to eight years sooner than if the city managed the project. Unionised city workers do like a sandwich and to scratch their bum. That's what I've noticed. Yeah, and so he said that it would cost a little bit more, but in the long run it would be a better decision. So he feels very strongly about that, but he knows that it will spark quite the debate. Well, whatever happens, it's never going to go to plan. There's too many variables. (laughs) I know that's a really pessimistic thing to say, but no building project goes to plan. I know. So all I would say is if he's listening, and my goodness, does he come to me for political advice? (laughs) Um, No, no, he doesn't. But but if he is listening, if if it does end up being contracted out, make sure you put in stupendous fines for lateness so as to make sure that this project doesn't go off the rails. He said that they would be purchasing insurance. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's going to be very expensive 
expensive insurance for us, the taxpayer. Um, so, yeah, let's. I, if you don't know what we're talking about, by the way, we're not talking about a man that is a gardener. We're talking about a, a large expressway. So, I can. I always laugh when I say expressway because it's got the word express in it. Have you been on it? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's. it's uh, I saw that uh, some. Someone decided in the 50s, Mr. Gardner, I believe, uh, well, it wasn't even such a bad idea back then because it wasn't supposed to still be here now, but it's a massive blighting eyesore uh, on the uh, waterfront. And uh, sometimes when walking under it, you'll see a lovely piece of concrete land just next to you. So, it, yes, the repairs have to be done before a specific date to ensure safety for safety regulations and actually for them to meet it. So that's that's really what they're talking about. Yeah. Yep. Good luck with that in the old City Hall. And what happened, I saw this week, um, speaking of City Hall meetings, uh, did, did Ford get in trouble for knocking that woman over a couple of years ago? Yeah, I don't even know what the, the latest was on that. It came up, I don't think there's any charges, but I read that it for some reason it's being investigated for a year and a half. <laughs> this is when Ford was going completely bonkers and enjoying plenty of different drugs, I feel, apparently. But definitely, allegedly, I should use the word there. Um, if I need to. And <laughs> At least you're not in the news, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. And when he was running around City Hall, he knocked over a councillor, bless her, um, who was quite old, actually, and uh, frail. And he kind of took her down. It was really weird. And then he looked like he was about to do some sort of dance move with her as he sort of picked her up. But I read this week that it was, it was in, it, th- throughout an investigation, they have concluded it was inappropriate behaviour. Shocker. Well, a lot of things, I think, that happened at City Council <laughs> at the, during that time was inappropriate <laughs> behaviour. People were crying. There were people crying on the floor. People, like, <laughs> arguing what time they should get let out early so that they can go trick-or-treating on Halloween. Like, yeah. so much ridiculousness. <laughs> it was a pantomime. It an was... absolute absurd pantomime. Yeah. If anyone thinks that drugs only invest in, uh, only have an impact on the individual, they'll realise that that is not the case. <laughs> and has an impact on the whole city, actually. Yeah, in that case, yes. So, um, thanks for that. That was some good newsy poos. And uh, I think, I think text in if you think I was right about the sports versus news debate on 71010. And if you think Amanda was right, just keep it to yourself. No! I want to know people enjoyed me giving them the Jays update. I'd like to know. No, that wasn't the point. The Jays updates are fine. In the newscast. It should be at the end of the newscast. Well, it depended. Right when they won, I put it at the front. Mm. But if it was just a little update mid-game of what the score was, then I put it at the bottom and I say, in sports, and I go. I put a lot of thought into this. I don't just slap newscasts together and hope for the best. I think that's the problem. Maybe we should start a new system that doesn't put a lot of thought into it, that just does completely and utterly random news. So one <laughs> That sounds hour, like a horrible idea. It's going to be genius. Go with it. <laughs> you might do the president of the Democratic Republic of Congo's reforms one hour and then the next hour you could be like there's some building work going on the pyramids in Egypt and then the next hour you could do actually I was going to do random sports but that's going to get really complicated this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen (laughs) I think I win oh no (laughs) I've lost everyone that might have been with me on my witterings Uh, thanks for coming in Amanda Capito with her regular section Newsy Poos You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. A lot of adverts there, wasn't there? Well done for sticking with it, unless you've disappeared, in which case, screw you. Um, I run a company, it's called MrPhotoCanvas.com, and usually I plug it a bit. 
but I'd like to use this opportunity to uh, rant about something I've been doing a lot of recently. So normally, when I set up the company, the whole point was you go to mrphotocanvas.com and email me a picture and I print it out on canvas. And um, it's stretched around a wooden frame and it looks all very lovely. And it's a kind of cheap way of, of making super cool, sexy art. Um, and it's, you know, it saves the painful, horrific drive to Ikea and the senseless drudgery of walking around a labyrinth full of useless crap that you don't need. Because you can print out your own stuff. Well, that's probably the best ad I've ever done. I didn't even mean to do it. Um, but uh, one of the things that I've been doing a lot of recently, one of the big crazes, is doing my first birthday canvases. And they're usually about two foot by three foot. I've done loads this week. Loads. And I think it's a new fad. And I just want to use this opportunity to say, if you wouldn't mind not sending me those, because they irritate me. I mean, I love the money and all that, you know. Um, it's all jolly kind of you. but um, And I probably shouldn't. Beggars shouldn't be choosers. But um, I just find them rather irritating. These are, they're sort of like, they look like chalkboards. And they've got the name of the kid at the top. So it'll say, massive lettings, Rowan. And then underneath it will say, my first birthday. And in sort of childish, kiddie-like text, um, there's lots of information about Rowan. Okay, And then I presume what they do with these is they have them up on the wall as the kid has his first birthday. And then they can look back at it and say, oh, isn't Rowan cute and lovely? So it says things about Rowan. So, for example, I'm 32 inches and 22 pounds. Um... I, I think we can safely judge that they don't write this themselves, um, being it's their first birthday. It says, I can walk, I can wave bye-bye, I can clap, and I can dance. Good. I mean, find me a one-year-old that can't. Um, it says all the things that Rowan loves, like, I love mummy's good looks and daddy's personality, which is, which is quite funny because it says mummy's good looking and, and, and stupid in a way. Whereas the dad's, dad, dad's really ugly. <laughs> it's, no, it's not funny. Um, it says, I have six teeth, which is lovely and very cute. Uh, apart from the fact that by the time it's printed, he'll probably have seven. And uh, of course, who cares anyway? Things I love. Being outside. Unlike most one-year-olds. Good. Let's Because uh, you've got, I'll tell you, there's one thing I say about a one-year-old. Man, have they got deep, intrinsic, complicated personalities. They are, they're all different, aren't they, one-year-olds from each other? Uh, it says, other things I like, ceiling fans, um, smiling and laughing, um, boots and pants, bath time. That's a lie. No kid likes bath time. The Big Bang Theory theme song. I mean, the amount of information on these things. What they should say is, hello, I have no idea what's going on. I'm a blip. I have absolutely no... Oh, I've just pooed myself. I've done it again. My mother hates that, and now I'm going to scream. My name's Rowan. It's my first birthday, and my mum and dad can't wait so I'm a bit older so they don't have to go through this pain and suffering on a regular basis. But no, they don't tend to sell. Anyway, if you want a canvas, mrphotocanvas.com. Try not to send me that, because I find it a painful, drudging scar on the face of the human race. But any pictures of your toddlers are fine. See you next week. It's always a pleasure. It's never a chore. My name is Vinnie White. Your producer was Elliot and he did everything right. God damn it, he's good. Let's give him a rise. Let's put him up to minimum wage. See you next week. Ta-da. Ta-da.